Why do you need a content calendar to plan your blog posts, videos, and podcast episodes? Because success with content marketing rarely happens by accident. That's why 96% of the best marketers use a content or editorial calendar. In other words, the most successful marketers plan their content. In this episode, we're talking about what an editorial content calendar is and five reasons why you'd want to start using one in your business today. Hey you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to achieve more without the overwhelm and drama. Because although business and life get messy, that doesn't mean things have to be hard. Join us as we help you cope with the chaos and banish your barriers so that you can move forward in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm Megan Monahan, And I'm Teresa Safali. Let's get on with it. Hi, Teresa. What's going on? Megan! <laughs> what isn't going on? I'm telling you, there's so much <laughs> happening right now. It is 2020 after all. <laughs> it is. Is it over yet? I feel like it's, I feel like it's just hanging on forever. Well, it's so weird though, because at the same time, I feel like it's still way back when. Like, I can't believe it's almost autumn, which I'm lamenting. But anyway... <laughs> One of the reasons we began the Messy Desk podcast was to support other business owners and self-employed individuals who struggle with the overwhelm and chaos that's so common in the lives of entrepreneurs. And one way we combat overwhelm and chaos is through planning and strategy. You'll hear that from us time and time again. In Mm -hmm. fact, we just talked about planning goals in the previous episode, right? That's right. We did just talk about planning goals in the previous episode, um, which is really important and fits right in with what we're going to discuss today. We repeatedly hear complaints from clients and colleagues who could alleviate their struggles simply by slowing down long enough to plan and strategize. It seems counterintuitive, but you truly need to slow down in order to speed up. That's right. We believe in starting small and simple. Those initial foundational steps are so often missing in our businesses. I mean, you know how it goes. You go seeking information for a specific problem you want to solve in the moment, and you find a solution. More often than not, the solution doesn't address the bigger problem. Instead, it's a Band-Aid. It's like using your finger to plug the dam until another hole pops open. Right. It's a temporary solution that works, quote-unquote, for now. That's one of my favorite phrases. That for now solution is more like a patch. It's designed to keep you moving forward in the moment, but not to work as a long-term solution. Because when you're using your fingers to stop the small leaks in the dam or solving bigger business problems with temporary solutions, eventually you're going to run out of fingers, right? And you're going to need to build a new dam eventually. That's right. I mean, sooner or later, you're not going to be able to plug the holes without bigger sacrifice. What we're getting at is that something's got to give. Either you are going to get fed up or the business isn't going to survive. Well, I mean, maybe it will survive, but it won't thrive. And neither will you until you fix the bigger issues. And many times those bigger issues are related to more fundamental foundational things like mindset, productivity, planning, and strategy. 
which is why we talk about these topics and incorporate them into our episodes. I mean, those are definitely themes throughout the podcast, and that's totally intentional. Starting with planning and strategy in your marketing is probably the least fun for most businesses, but planning and strategy guide the direction you need to go to achieve success. That's right. You know, it's easier to get to your destination when you've got a specific location in a map. True? Exactly. And that brings us to the editorial content calendar. Why? Because it's a map of sorts. It's the planning and strategy that guides your content marketing so you can reach your goals. And you should kind of, if you heard our last episode, you can kind of align these two episodes because they kind of go hand in hand, actually. <laughs> You've got two options when it comes to your content. The first option is to randomly come up with ideas for your content and hope that lady luck is on your side. Or you can plan your content so that it's working towards a greater goal, such as selling your products and growing your business. Yeah, and I think we all know that option number two is the better choice. Definitely. From my own experience, I know option two is preferred. All you need for proof is my SmartBird social blog. Initially, I did not plan my topics, and I'm still paying for that mistake. I won't go into that again, but I've talked about how the wrong topics attracted the wrong audience and hurt my SEO or my search engine optimization. A content calendar would have helped me so much when I was first starting out since it is a strategic mapped out plan. And who doesn't love a plan? Oh, I don't know anybody that really likes a plan. <laughs> Maybe me. You know, I love having a plan too. And here's why. First, it saves me time. I only focus on the work that moves me forward. Second, no guesswork is involved. I know what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Decision-making is also easier. If it doesn't advance my agenda, it's easier to say no. Sayonara, shiny objects. <laughs> and I also work less because I spend more time on the right things and less time on everything. Yep. Having a plan brings peace of mind and it does really save time. So you may be wondering, what is a content calendar? A content calendar is an organized plan of the what, why, who, and when for the topics you're publishing on your blog, vlog, or your podcast. In other words, it's what content to create, like your topics and keywords. It's why you're creating that content, like to promote an offer or a freebie or a lead magnet, who is creating that content, such as the author the, or the writer, and when the content is going to launch. In other words, the date, the publishing date, the due date. Your calendar will include other details, but those are the most basic elements that all calendars really should have in it. This type of document is also called an editorial calendar. The terms are really interchangeable. And I just want to mention a little side note here. If you head over to Google and type in content calendar, you're going to find a lot of information about social media content calendars. But what we're talking about today is not for social media. As Megan mentioned, we're talking about planning for the topics for your main content assets, like your blog, vlog, or podcast. A social media content calendar is a different discussion for another day. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. I actually use a separate calendar for social media content, but I will say that some people plan their social media uh, right on the same calendar as their blog, their vlog, and their podcast. It's totally up to you, but I, I personally keep those two things separate. I feel like social media is an effective tool to amplify and distribute your content, but your main content strategy and assets drive the decisions for what to post on social media, not the other way around. That's so smart. Okay, so how do you format a content calendar? I prefer using a Google Sheet or spreadsheet. Google Sheets are free and work really well for collaboration. That makes the app effective and accessible for nearly everyone. And you know, it's simple, especially if you have used spreadsheets in the past. Okay, now I am definitely not a lover of spreadsheets, but I have to say it's really the best format when you're working with other people. Um, for this podcast, we actually use a Google Sheet for the content calendar, and then we use Asana for the workflow and task management. And I think the combination of them works really well together. Yeah, I agree. I mean, using those two together has made managing the content for the podcast so much easier. Uh, so I have to share this with everyone. Teresa's setup in Asana is really a work of art. Thanks, she was Megan. like, <laughs> she's like, here, Megan, let me go set something up in Asana. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, she's got an entire workflow and system planned out. It, it I mean, it's just incredible. So super impressive. <laughs> Thank you. You know, Asana is a great tool for task management, especially if it's more than just you and your business. Having the workflow and system already done in Asana made it possible to bring on a graphics person without any stress at all. That's <laughs> Which, great. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Could we have managed the tasks with a spreadsheet? Maybe, but Asana really is set up for task management and a spreadsheet isn't. Asana is great for taking what's in the calendar and setting up the tasks associated with the content production and publishing. You can also use an app like CoSchedule. It offers a digital content calendar, although it's not free, but for under 20 bucks a month, it's fairly robust and it integrates with WordPress. There are even WordPress plugins that offer editorial calendar capabilities. For me personally, my content calendars track quite a bit of information and data. They which do. <laughs> which I don't think it's any surprise, any surprise <laughs> if anyone knows me, but anyway. Um, I need actually over 10 columns of information. <laughs> and I really do need the functionality to search and filter data. So for me, a spreadsheet format has really been ideal. But, you know, to each their own. This is about creating whatever works for you. Absolutely. It's really important to do exactly that, what works for you. There's no such thing as one size fits all. What's important is that you get started. Don't make using a complicated system the excuse you make for not moving forward, especially with content planning. Just start simply. You can get more sophisticated later. So now that you know what an editorial content calendar is, Megan's going to enlighten us about why we should all be using one. All right, to start off, a content calendar organizes your ideas and implements your strategy into an actionable plan. This is my favorite benefit of a content calendar. After you figure out your strategy and research content ideas, what do you do? You need to get specific. Put some structure around the legwork you've done. Decide what's getting published and when so that you or someone you hire can start working on it. 
having a plan for your content makes you more likely to take intentional action. Not only that, but you can also plan your promotions this way. Remember, part of the content calendar is the why. Every piece of content has a purpose, and that purpose is to lead your audience down a certain path. A calendar helps you plan that path and any campaigns or promotions you want to organize. This bird's eye view is an instrumental part in your effort to communicate a brand message, generate leads, and increase sales. This reminds me of a quote by Napoleon Hill, plan your work and work your plan. Your content calendar is the purposeful plan that you work. A little bit of effort upfront leads to months of ease. The second benefit is that a content calendar makes it possible to set a publishing schedule and stick to it. The end result, consistent publishing. Consistency builds credibility and trust with your audience. Showing up reliably with quality content also builds your reputation. Plus, your new content gives people a reason and an opportunity to continue engaging with your brand. Consistent publishing isn't only important for how people feel about your brand. There's also search engine optimization benefits. Google prefers consistent, high quality, and fresh content. In turn, this increases your brand's exposure and reach. This is true across all types of content, including blog, video, and audio content. Now that you have a publishing schedule, you can incorporate the content creation and publishing process into your daily or weekly routine. And you know what that means. You'll form a habit. Yes, you will. And that will make it easier to meet your deadlines and stay consistent. And since you know well in advance what's coming down the pipeline, you can plan ahead. You can prep your content in advance or even outsource some of the work. Another benefit of using a calendar is that it saves time. You complete the brainstorming, researching, and planning during the process of creating your content calendar. That means the prep work is done when you sit down to create content. Uh -huh. No worries about writer's block. You can go straight to content creation and that will save you an epic amount of time. It will also increase the quality of your content and make it possible to keep up with regular publishing. Right now, you're probably doing all of the separate phases of content production at once. I know I've done that plenty of times. You're coming up with ideas, writing the content, formatting it, and getting it out the door all at once in one sitting or one time block on your calendar. And guess what? That is a big no. You're gonna produce lower quality content this way and you'll never be able to stay consistent with publishing. It's just too many tasks for one sitting. You're gonna get overwhelmed and other more immediate tasks are gonna take precedence. I know that I've worked that way a long time and just in doing this podcast and creating content for this, it's, it's just so much better to work with this plan. Everything's easier. And another huge advantage of this scenario is the opportunity to set up processes and systems, right? You can start to see your content production as four distinct steps. So step one is prep work or ideation. That's researching and planning ideas. Step two is the content creation. That's the writing, editing, and image creation. Step three is publishing. That's uploading, formatting, 
and optimizing for search. And step four is promoting, of course, getting the word out about your new content. I bet people don't even think about those things as separate. They probably just, like we're saying, sit down and do all of those things at once. When you think about it listed out like that, you realize how much work it is. I know. I agree 100% because that's how I was working. You know, I would just, you know, when I would blog in the old days, I would come up with everything. And I was doing technical writing too because it was craft projects. I was also doing, taking pictures and doing editing. And like, it just took so much longer. It seems like it would be longer to go this process that we're sharing today, but actually it's not. Um, and the awesome part about having the calendar, it's easy for us to get ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like Megan says, trying to do all of these things at once is a recipe for disaster. Um, I know from experience. So now's your chance to split these steps into separate tasks on your calendar so you can avoid being overwhelmed. And better yet, you can even hire some or all of it out. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Teresa brings us to the fourth benefit of a content calendar. It simplifies collaboration when you're working with others. Even if it's only you and your business right now, it's imperative to plan for the future. Teresa's always telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> Creating processes now means that you can outsource easier later on. Getting help may not be on your radar, but you cannot keep doing everything in your business yourself if you want to earn more money or work less. With that in mind, the content calendar is perfect. It's a clear plan and schedule that is accessible to others. You don't have to worry about everything hinging on your input because other people can follow a calendar to manage the content production process. So when you're ready to hire writers, designers, SEO experts, project managers, or even assistants, the calendar is there to make planning simple across multiple team members. Plus, you can always add more or less information to the calendar to meet your needs. It's a fluid document that changes as your business needs change. Right. And my favorite part about having a content calendar is that it helps you establish a repeatable process. This is invaluable to have whether you choose to hire or not. Once you've identified the steps in your process, it's easy to use it to create a system. Seeing all the deliverables clearly laid out will help you determine what tasks you want to relinquish later. And that information helps you decide what type of assistance you want and therefore when and who you need to hire. So for example, in creating the production process for the Messy Desk podcast, we determined what needed to be outsourced right away. We also identified the tasks we just didn't want to do. So these are the tasks that like drain our energy. We hate doing them, but they have to get done. So it became clear who we would need to hire and also in what order we would need to hire them. As a result, right now we have two people on our team that help us with things that we can't do and don't want to do. We easily plug them into our workflow in Asana and they got started right away. The team also helps alleviate the friction between us and the tasks we don't enjoy. And more importantly, it frees Megan and I up to focus on the most important parts of our business, like the content. My favorite part. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The fifth benefit of using a content calendar is to stay on target with your why. 
It reminds you that every single piece of content must serve your audience, serve your business, and relate to something you offer. Sometimes when you're coming up with ideas for things you want to talk about with your community, you get so focused on what you think they want to know that you forget about what's important to your business. Sure, it's important to pay attention to your audience's why and what they care about, but you've also got to think about the business's why. Why are you publishing this content? Your content is meant to earn trust, highlight your expertise, build your authority in your niche, and generate leads. One very important reason that you're in business is to make money, and your content is meant to help you achieve that goal. And a content calendar helps because it keeps you focused on content topics that align with your products and services so that you generate more sales over the long haul. That's awesome. And, you know, I'll just quickly add this. When you're developing your calendar and doing the initial groundwork, you must know these basics. First, who you're trying to attract, like your target customer, what your unique selling proposition is. That's what makes you different than the competition and how your who and what align with your offers. It'll be so much easier to create effective content if you know these basics. And since you mentioned the target customer, just to give everybody a little heads up, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking more about creating an avatar or, you know, identifying more about your target customer. So if you're not really good at that, don't worry. We have some really great tips coming up on that. Awesome. All right. So can you find success without planning and strategy? Yes, you can. Plenty of people have but usually it's not sustainable or peaceful success. Sooner or later, you'll need and want to plan your content marketing efforts because you'll achieve bigger goals and better results with less overwhelm and less stress. In my opinion, it's a good idea to tip the odds in your favor and plan your content with a calendar. Hopefully we've convinced you that the benefits are worth the work. Teresa, any final thoughts from you? From me, really? When do, when do I not have something to say? <laughs> you know, messy moments do lead to insight and success. Sometimes you need to operate in that messy zone, but that's meant to be temporary. And remember, start small. Megan usually plans six months of content for her clients, but you can start with planning four weeks. The important thing is to start. Okay, that's it for this episode. Don't forget, you can always visit our website, MessyDeskPodcast.com, for our show notes and links to resources we discussed in this episode. And if you like what you heard today, please share this episode with a friend or leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Messy Desk Podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the Messy Desk Podcast and leave us a review. We're interested in what you're interested in, so email us at messydeskpodcast at gmail.com with your topic suggestions and questions. And most importantly, stay messy, because that's where the growth, progress, and magic happen. You don't want me to sing ever. <laughs> Ooh, I just went crazy with that. Okay, that's the way it's going to be. So. Meg, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Hot. <laughs>